Hello you lovely lot and welcome to episode 12 of the Embers Collective podcast. Today, Lonan will be telling you a story about Artemis and Orion. Music will be from me, Tim Carp, and the wonderful Telltale Tusk. Enjoy. If we look up into the sky on a clear night, three stars in a distinctive line mark his belt. His right shoulder and his left foot are marked by the stars Betelgeuse and Regal. This is the constellation Orion, and it's often said to be one of the most splendid in the night sky. So it's fitting that the man behind the constellation was also rather splendid too. It's one of the oldest constellations, known by the Greek writers Hesiod and Homer. And it's from ancient Greece that our story comes from today. Our story begins with a moon goddess named Artemis, daughter of Zeus, sister to Apollo. From a very young age, she loved nothing more than running through the fields and forests of Arcadia. And she learned to hunt. Soon she became the best hunter in the land, better than her brother Apollo. This made him sickeningly jealous. He did nothing but make her life a misery. He would break her bow and arrow and trip her up as she ran. So when Artemis was of the right age, she asked permission to her father Zeus to be allowed to go and spend her time living amongst the forests and the mountains. Zeus granted her wish, and he gave her seven nymphs, seven women to look after her and keep her company. Cyclops gave her a silver bow and arrow to hunt with, and Pan gave her a pack of seven dogs. And so she withdrew, and spent her time running and climbing trees and hunting, and soon she could catch and kill anything with feather or fur. Nobody dared enter her forest. There was a story amongst the mortals that one man once wandered into her forest and found her bathing in a stream. She flicked some water upon him and he turned into a stag which sprinted off into the forest and she sent her dogs after him and tore him to pieces. It was said that she could love with the passion of a thousand suns, but she could also be cold and unforgiving like the dark side of the moon. So nobody dared enter her forest. Nobody except for one man, of course. Orion. He'd heard it was where all the best catch was, and so he decided to venture in. He'd heard all the stories, but he didn't mind so much. And as he walked through the forest, he caught sight of something white in the bush up ahead. Thinking it was birds, he sent his dogs after him, but as they emerged from the bushes, he saw that they weren't birds. They were the nymphs of Artemis. And his dogs chased faster and faster, even as he called them back, and they snapped at the heels. Artemis heard her nymphs screaming and shouting, and she called to Zeus to help them. Orion watched as Zeus transformed the seven nymphs into doves, which flew higher and higher into the sky and turned into stars and became the constellation, the Pleiades, or the Seven Sisters. Orion lowered his gaze and saw standing in front of him a furious goddess with her bow and arrow drawn back. He dropped down on one knee and averted his gaze as a mark of respect. 
she looked at him. She looked at his soft features, his warm, generous face that men and women alike loved. She thought of all the things that they could be. Orion realised that an arrow had not been driven through his head, and rather relieved, he lifted his gaze, and their eyes met, and they smiled. Will you be my companion in the hunt? she asked him. I will, he said. And so that's what they did. They spent their days running through the hills and the fields and hunting and gathering and by night they would lie by the fire and sing songs and tell stories and share their past loves and their past losses as they laughed and cried together. And one night, Orion turned to Artemis and said, Artemis, I love you and I love the friendship that we share. I would give my life for you. I love you too, Orion, and I am thankful to the gods that we have met. And so Orion got up and he did a little dance by the fire, and Artemis got up and she did a little dance by the fire, and their laughter echoed out into the dark forest. The next morning, Apollo was walking through the forest and he smelled a low burning fire. Following it to a clearing, he found his sister Artemis in the arms of Orion. Presuming they were lovers, he felt his stomach twist and turn with jealousy, which rose up into his chest. How can you love a mere mortal? That man does not to be, deserve to be loved by you. We are but companions in the hunt, she told him. But this seemed to only make Apollo more angry. That night, Orion had a dream that a great scorpion was trying to kill him and no matter how hard he pierced with his sword or his spear, he could not stab through the armor of the scorpion. Ducking and weaving as the scorpion stabbed and stabbed and stabbed, he could not kill it. And just before the scorpion stabbed him in the heart, he woke up covered in sweat thankful that it had just been a dream. And he made his way outside, hoping to find Artemis there waiting for him, but instead was the scorpion, even bigger and more fierce than in the dream. And just like in the dream, no matter how hard he stabbed with his sword or his spear, he could not pierce the scorpion's armour. He ducked and weaved and dodged, but the scorpion stabbed and stabbed and stabbed, driving him further and further back until nothing was behind him but the crashing waves which led out to sea. And he made a decision there and then, and he turned and he dived into the water and he began to swim for his life as the scorpion paced back and forth along the beach, stabbing at the dark waves. And from a high tower, Apollo watched, and his face turned sour with anger, fearing that Orion was going to escape. He ran to his sister Artemis and he told her that a man had broken into the high temple and tried to attack one of the high priestesses. He told her that that man was now swimming out towards the horizon, trying to escape. 
Artemis grabbed her bow and arrow and she ran down to the strand as Apollo pointed out at the speck on the horizon. There, he said, that is the man. And she drew back her bow and arrow and she loosed. And her arrow made its mark. And she turned to look at her brother and she saw in his face that something was wrong. Who have I killed? Who have I killed? She asked him, but she knew. And she swam out to sea in a hope to save him and gathered his body, but it was too late. His spirit had already departed. And so she carried him ashore and she placed him inside her moon chariot. And she took him up into the sky and placed him amongst the stars as a tribute to their love and their friendship. She also killed the scorpion and placed it on the other side of the sky to remind us what happens to those who fall victim to jealousy and deceit. And as for Apollo, well, Apollo's a god and gods tend to get away with these things. Thanks, Lennon, for a lovely story. That was awesome. And thanks to Ray and Fiona and Anna, who has left the building now, um, uh, for the music. Um, so that was Artemis and Orion. Lonan, can you tell us a little bit about where you stumbled across that story? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't actually remember where I found that specific version of it, and I think I, I might have found a version and it's kind of been mixed with different other versions and, and shaped and formed. Um, and I found it a few years ago when we first did our uh, Cosmos-themed event um and there's actually there's many different versions of it and in some of them orion is actually a bit of a sex pest <laughs> um and he comes in and 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 bothers artemis and her seven nymphs and it's not a lovely love story um in the mm. way that i that i told it and he actually she actually kills him on purpose mm. um and but but the version that i found I, I liked it and again within the version that I found there's other there's different t interpretations of it in some versions they are uh, romantic lovers and in some versions they it's very much that they're friends um I I really like this particular version because um I I hope that it comes across that it is a platonic love um for me their their love between them isn't um a, a sexual or romantic love and it's it's um I think it's just important to show that because very often in stories the relationship between men and women is just romantic or is just sexual um or it's something negative and in this it's just a really beautiful friendship which mm. um I, I found really really nice um <laughs> for <laughs> not being able to find a better word than nice um <laughs> but i think the thing like that really then when i was sort of researching it and looking into it the the you know greeks had lots of different words for different types of love um whereas we have one <laughs> which is quite limiting really if you think about it um and and i i had our greek language expert dunya botic uh send me over some greek <laughs> words for love um and i apologize dunya for my terrible greek uh pronunciation but philia is probably the one that is closest to this and it comes from the greek goddess um daughter of chaos and gaia who is the incarnation of the god of love and it means admiration or affection and love for someone but not sexually 
Um, mm. So it's quite specific. But the, there's there's you know loads of different words. Mania is another form of love, but it's obsessive love for someone. Whereas eros is romantic or sexual love. So they had lots of different words, and they still have lots of different words for love. Um, and and I guess with this story, I was I was trying to just explore one of those. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if philia is where affiliated comes from, or if it's because philia is a few. I know biophilia. Mm-hmm. Plant lover, isn't it? And then eros <laughs> is erogenous. So I wonder if philia, affilia, affiliated. Yeah. Am I making that up? Who knows. Possibly. Possibly. We'll have to speak to our Greek language expert. We will. To, we'll have uh, to consult to the oracle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you to um, Anna and Fiona and Ray and Tim for their lovely music. How was it um, putting music together for that? Or oh, it was that? nice. That yeah. was fun, wasn't it? I feel like I've written like five different scores for that story because <laughs> we do it and then I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that. And then I completely forget what I've done the previous time and then we listen to it again and we go, oh, we do that instead. And then I had I had the tusks as well. So it was a nice, um, I just love playing music with you guys. It's Aww. very fun. Uh, and it's I quite... met him before, like while you were singing pretty harmonies so yeah and then you was, added an even prettier harmony on top i was pretty happy at that moment <laughs> yeah um what did we do in the song what did we do in the story we did a kind of we did lots of singing didn't we really mm-hmm. singing and simple melodies to accentuate the <laughs> moods of the story which is <laughs> what i try and it's magic it's magic there is no explanation for how it's all done um yeah and it's nice it's the first podcast we've done with other musicians these yeah. two that we've done this month um i've just been really selfish and done them all myself and, <laughs> but it's actually much nicer to have other musicians with us um mm. gives a whole different flavor hope you listeners out there enjoyed it as well <laughs> let us know if it wasn't good as well <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stop inviting them. <laughs> yeah. what uh what's going on in Tuskland? have you got any gigs coming up um, yeah, we're, we're going on tour um, to play for the people of Lincolnshire and Derby in Derbyshire. Is it a rural tour with live it, and local? It is! Oh, I've just come back from one of them myself, oh. two of them. Was it good? Was it was fun? really nice, yeah. Oh. It's, it's a, you've done them before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we loved it last time. It's yeah, brilliant. It was really fun. Really strange. Uh, we, were staying with, we were staying with all kinds of different people along, along the way. Um, folk lovers and families just kind of having us in their house and feeding us and yeah we had fun we sang a lot of Britney Spears in the car and <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all good yeah. did you add some extra harmonies to all of it oh yeah yeah, yeah. Way too <laughs> and, and choreography <laughs> that's dangerous when you're driving I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to one time she was we were doing Celine Dion and Ray was enjoying herself so much she closed her eyes motorway <laughs> she was driving <laughs> I am the only driver in the band at the moment so yeah this is what you, you have to put up with she's a dangerous woman when you sing my heart will go on <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to sing that with your eyes open in her defence it's true have you ever tried uh, you're <laughs> here that moment you get to that point yeah I can't imagine folks if you're listening never sing that song in the park. <laughs> uh, so instead of playing in rural midland England have you got any London dates I think not until 
currently not until August. Okay. Um, but do check our website because we will update it if anything comes in. Um, What's the website? www.telltaletusk.com Okay, so tell, like tell someone. Tell, like a story. We've just done like a thing. A bum long thing. So not a story, or is it the same? Telltale. Oh no, I just told her, no, no, I'm really sorry. Scrap everything you just heard for the past 20 seconds. And it was Telltale Tusk. Tell as in to tell, tale as in a story, not as in a bum long thing. <laughs> tusk as in a mammoth tusk. Uh, <laughs> dot com. Why are you called Telltale Tusk? Um, we were just looking for oldie, oldie sounding things, and I really liked, I kept on getting mammoths in my mind. And also, in the early days, we wrote all of our songs at the piano anyway, so like the piano telling tales, mm. although obviously my piano keys are not made of tusks. Mm. Hmm. Because I can't afford it. <laughs> no, because it's cruel. <laughs> so it's oldie sounding elephant. Yeah, <laughs> oldie elephant stories. Yeah, cool. yeah. And we we're not playing in London that much, just because people just seem to love folks so hard outside of London. But it's just mm. yeah, it's the right we, place to go. We did. Oh, you missed it now, but we did play in the South Bank Centre <clears throat> foyer um, <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago. It was actually Queen Elizabeth's Hall foyer. <laughs> and was Queen Elizabeth there? Yeah, she's in the front row. <laughs> she danced and everything. Did she? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Liz. Do make a, make sure to check out their website and their Facebook page because they are really great live yeah. and we're very happy to have you guys here. Thanks. We are actually recording some new material Ooh. and we're hoping to have some videos ready um, towards the end of the year. So yeah, things are moving in Telltale Tuskland. Great. <laughs> Lovely. Um, what else are we doing at the moment? I'm sure um, we're doing stuff with Embers. Are you any stuff coming up? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's always really hard Sunday. putting our gigs out. I mean, we've got one on Sunday, but this will come out after Sunday. So um, whoever's been, we're, I hope we're, you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll but there. yeah, I think the best thing to do is just to keep an eye on our on our Facebook. Yeah, really. I mean, we're still doing Balabam every month. We're doing Cafe Cairo every other month. We've got um, festival season coming up. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be at the usual usual things. So. You know, if you're at a festival, we're probably there. <laughs> Come and say hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? No. Cool. Okay. That was nice. That was good. That was nice. Nice short one. Can have some dinner. Dinner. I think dinner's ready, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for um, listening. That was Lonan telling you the story of Artemis and Orion with music with Galdel Dusk and Dim Garp. And Sean's been here too. Hello. <laughs> Oh, and for your ears only, a little treat for you. Um, the Tusks are going to sing a song by... Ivor Cutler. Called... A Beautiful Cosmos. Because it goes with the Cosmos theme. Yay. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. See you again soon. Bye. 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 You're the centre of 
your little world And I am of mine Now and again we meet for tea With two of a kind This is our universe Cups of tea We have a beautiful cosmos beautiful cosmos you and me talk of whenever we meet nothing at all you sit with a sandwich I look at a roll sometimes I open my mouth then shut it we have a beautiful cosmos